Burroughs, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Casby and D-Sale, and uh, today we're going to be talking about extended decks, we're going to be talking about the Unicorn EDH deck, finally, we're pulling out of the closet. Oh no. Uh, (laughs) Hopefully, at some point, we get to mention a Basking Rootwalla, and let's get started with some of these deck lists we have on the table. Episode uh, 21, lots of extended decks happened. Yeah. Ready, set, go! I'm so excited, actually, that we're back on the PTQ grind, because now we have some awesome shit to talk about instead of blabbering. So, Alright, you ready? Ready, ready? I'm ready. Fairies. Fairies. Oh, fairies. Uh, fairies is... Fairy? Remember where we were like, oh, fairies isn't good enough. Everyone else seems to be making it good enough. I don't know about making it good enough, or was it just that... I've I've done a little bit of thinking about that. I kind of want to say that uh, everyone was gearing against it so hard at Worlds, then it wasn't good there. But now people... Now now that the metagame's been cracked open a little bit, fairies can kind of creep back in and start... Being predatory. Okay. The reason I really don't like fairies right now is, is it's not because it's a bad deck or anything. I I played fairies all last season. I thought it was a great deck. Uh, it lost so much. You don't have ancestral. You don't have GTA. Those were two of the backbones of the old fairies deck. So now fairies like extended version. Uh, well, now they're playing with shared discovery. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. But like no, no, no. Fairies has to like they they've shifted gears into a much more like. They they don't have the chance to refill. I don't think it's nearly the powerhouse that it was. Well, let's go for before. more of the aggro plan, though, right? Uh, yes, and honestly, in my opinion, and uh, it's it's borne itself out in testing somewhat. And I, I don't know. I only play two main cues online. Um, but if my opponent doesn't have a turn two bitter blossom in their fairies deck, they have a really hard time winning. How about a turn one thought seize? A turn one thought seize is okay. It's but, still just a one for one. Yeah, but like. The Bitter Blossom is where they really put you away. Well, like, that's their value card. Like, they don't really have too many value cards. And, like, Bitter Blossom is its one, like, backbone value card. Yeah, I mean, like, like, they don't have Ancestral. They don't have Thirst for Knowledge. They don't have, like, but what do they have, like, Preordain? Okay, so we're looking at... That's not a value card either. That's a one for one. Exactly. I mean, so we're looking at this uh, uh, first place deck from the extended PTQ that happened on the second uh, on Magic Online. And the guy uh, has no card drawing spells in his deck at all. He has one Jace the Mind Sculptor as the only thing that draws cards in his fairy deck. And I guess Cryptic Command, if you want to count that. Is Jace the Mind Sculptor the kind of thing that fairies even wants in the deck right now? Because uh, fairies, to me, has always been just completely reactive. You play on your opponent's turn. Like, so when do you find the time to tap out for that thing? Uh, turn eight. Okay, the thing <laughs> when you can back it up. Well, with fairy, again, fairies has turned into this much more like tempo oriented deck with removal because this guy, like in lieu of having any kind of draw spell, he's got three disfigure, two smother, an inquisition, four thought seize. And, I mean, that's a lot of just removal and hate cards. Like, yeah. he, like he's gonna rip it out of your hand or he's gonna remove it off the board. Yeah, and th- that's where fairies has had to go. It works. I'm not going to say it doesn't. This guy won the PTQ. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, even out of the sideboard, there's... Like, what are they doing? I mean... Who knows? I, I, I'll, say, I'll say Worm Coil Engine happens a lot in the, in the new Fairy decks. I've seen, I've yeah. seen Worm Coil Engine main deck. Um, well, it seems like maybe, I guess, uh, the new Fairy... De- or the, the Fairy deck that, that we're dealing with in Extended now is just kind of like a tweak of the black-blue control of, like, standard, you know? They're yeah. just like... Yeah. Control the game, early game, until you resolve this huge, undealable threat, you know? Like, mm-hmm. The Warp Coil engine mostly comes in against Jun. Uh, they can't... 
Jun has a really difficult time beating Wormcoil Engine. Yeah. It really does. I believe it. Uh, they kind of have to try to win before that happens. So Fairy, Fairy is the kind of deck that can stall you out and, and get there in the, with, with his Wormcoil Engine at the end. Um, let's talk about Jun. Let's talk yeah, about let's, let's find a Jun list here somewhere. You know what's uh, great? Like, uh, we're so relieved when Jun cycled out of standard. And now here we are, a few months later. Talking about yeah. talking about Talking about those Bloodbraid Elves. <laughs> can't get away from those Bloodbraid Elves. Well, basically, I think we're, at, we're in a situation now where it's like before it was like you were either playing Bloodbraid or Jace back in standard. And now I think it's to the point where it's like now you're just playing Bloodbraid or Cryptic Command. Like... I see. Uh, those are like those are like the two best cards, and like you should have some kind of strategy built around one of those cards, right? Like those those cards are just like so much value built into each one of those. You're cards. right. And like you know, like even like a lot of the blue decks now, just like Jason Mind Sculptor just doesn't fit because I just want a Cryptic Command on turn four. You know. You know, like yeah. Is that is that really what we're seeing here? Is that Cryptic Command is, is so powerful in the new format that uh, Jace is kind of getting pushed out? Well, of I mean, it a does bit. a little bit of everything. It's like it's good. It, like it counter spells, which is duh good. Yeah. It draws cards, which is duh good. Yeah. It like fogs, which is pretty amazing against all these aggro decks. It's yeah. the blue rabbit. And it bounces. Yeah. So it's like. I mean, it's it's your it's it's your cure all. It's it's literally just does everything that you would want it to do. It either keeps you ahead or catches you up. And like yeah. it's kind of like what Jace is in in, in, in standard. standard. Yeah, exactly. I I really like a cryptic command. Uh, there's a reason why all the blue decks have it. Yeah. If there is one if there's one card that all the blue decks share, it's cryptic command. It's because they want to use all their fancy player rules. <laughs> True. <laughs> Those fucking shiny cards. Um, I mean, it's a, just a really good card. Like. That being said, Blood Raid just enables such huge starts. <laughs> well, that's true. All right, so I I think that like you don't like you don't feel good looking, holding a Cryptic Command when they're like Blood Raid into Bogart Ram. You're like, nah, yeah. Nah. <laughs> so so if you're looking for ways to beat Cryptic Command, because let's face it, not everybody likes to play Cryptic Command. Not right. everybody is a blue deck, or not everybody can afford a blue deck. Right. So one of the best ways to beat a Cryptic Command is with the aggressive discard. Yeah, is when you get to play uh, a free mind rot off of a three two haste creature is actually what really happens. Lightning aggro decks are really good uh, at doing that, but also Thoughtseize is really good at doing that. Even That's even true. something like Duress or I think Inquisition might even be better. I don't like Inquisition. But it's I don't know. They're they're all kind of preference or, or where you think your meta games are going to be positioned. But really, the discard spells are what keeps a blue deck. It, it really kind of upsets them. <laughs> Absolutely. And and right now, that's really, like, key because there's so many decks right now that are, like, uh, basically, you either, I, I don't know, for like, four-color control, by the way, which hasn't shown up a lot recently. Like, in the in the two PCQs that are online, completely off the radar, there's a... Uh, and I think it's it's because Discard has, has shown itself a lot. It, no, nah, it really has, like... Fairies has shown up. I think hardcore. it's a fairies is discard. People people stopped playing people stopped playing volcanic fallout in their four color control decks because they went to more beat downy cards like kitchen finks or something like that. And as soon as the volcanic fallouts started to disappear out of people's four color decks, fairies dominated. I had no idea actually. Yeah, where did you see that? Was it on Moda? in the results? Oh, okay. <laughs> the fact that that like even uh, like the channel fireball articles that that we're talking about. What where where four color control can go? What it needs to do? Mm -hmm. They kind of said, well, fairies. We all like all the pros at world said 
Well, we tested a lot and decided that Fairies wasn't a very good deck. Right. So uh, part of the reason I think they decided that was because they all had Fallout. Yeah. They were all like, well, we had Fallout, so Fairies could never beat us. Right. And so once people, once, once you know, the lists are out and you see all these, you know, uh, you, get to, you get to do your own things, especially in Four Color where it's so available to, to yeah. just open to, to doing everything. And, and you look at a deck list, and for some people, it's really difficult to wrap your mind around having four Esper Charm and three Volcanic Fallout. Because the mana just is... It looks impossible. Both cards yeah. don't work together. <laughs> yeah, it looks impossible, but it's definitely not. And I feel like if people move back towards Volcanic Fallout, Fairies is going to start falling off again. Fair enough. Pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. What's the... I, I think... Uh, Really interesting uh, thing that's actually ported over fairly well is Green White Trap. Actually, is I I, <laughs> I don't I, I no and see my my reaction is the same thing because Green White Trap has been like literally there are multiple formats that you look you can, can look back in, in in the last year and you can say oh well uh, Green White Trap was crappy in block and then it was crappy in. Uh, standard and then it was crappy and blah 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 like you could just look at it a whole bunch of times and be like well not that great and then here it is winning this extended ptq i mean it got a lot better when we got ember call okay that's for damn so, sure. so Chris, <laughs> why don't you tell people what the green white trap deck is all right so there's two different versions that we found but i i liked this one a lot better it basically it's uh it's like a green white beatdown deck that happens to have three summoning trap in it and you're you're hoping to hit a 10 card package of uh, the full set of Primeval Titan and Emrakul, and uh, two Iona Shield of Amaria. So the, the beatdown part of this is you've got some Fauna Shamans, a Banslayer Angel, some Knight of the Reliquaries, uh, some Nest Invaders, which I thought was an interesting include, and uh, an Elspeth Knight Errant. And basically you're just playing uh, stupid dogs and uh, beating down. Like, there's no pump, there's no... Uh, although... There are there's stirring wild woods and mutables in there to just to help you get along, but then sometimes you just go off and you're like, oh well, here's my spot, summoning trap. Okay, well the the in addition to the summoning trap, you're also playing four windbrisk heights, which this is, is part of the reason you play a nest invader is because it's just two guys. Yeah. So realistically, on turn three, but that's a really you're able to just make because this deck has birds and noble hierarch, right? Right. Yeah, it's got seven bird. It's got seven birds in the deck, so you're able to just. On turn three, realistically, run out uh, turn three Emrakul yeah. off of a, off of a Windbrisk Heights. Windbrisk Heights, if you don't know, is a hideaway land. You look at the top four. Yep. When you attack with three creatures on its trigger condition, it you, allows yeah. you to cast a spell that was underneath of it for free. You That's don't, even, it's you don't even follow time. you don't even follow timing restrictions. The like if if you're able to like trigger your hideaway land. Good things generally happen. You do it whenever, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's that's what I was saying is that it's a really interesting include because really, when you see like Winter Sprites, well, Wind Brisk Heights has traditionally been really good with cards like Spectral Procession and uh, I guess multiple dumb little birds uh, that you know they don't have to swing for for any value. They can just bitter swing. blossom, bitter blossom, <laughs> also hence black the white black tokens. tokens. Yes. Yeah, and like I. Uh, it's just, it's really interesting that they put the, put that in there as a package, and apparently it's working for this guy. So, I think it's an interesting deck. I don't, for some reason I feel like this deck doesn't get there in the end. Uh, and I feel like the, the who is this? This is Roy Vanderover, and they played in, where is this, like, 
Amsterdam. Amsterdam or something. Yeah. So it's a European PTQ. Um, I think he took the deck in a really interesting spot. I feel like I, I haven't given this deck a lot of respect, mostly because it, all the versions I've seen have been pretty bad because they're all in on the trap. The uh, the other list that we found, it was in the top sixteen of the online PTQ, and it had it was just it was, just, it was a lot of giant monsters, and it was all in on activate the activate the summoning trap, get the primeval titan into play, ramp up, ramp up, ramp up, and and kill you with a big guy, and so. Uh, this deck has gone to the the, the dual purpose uh, game of beat you beat you early with Cobra and Denied of the Reliquary, where I just attack you for you know five and five and can you beat this? And then once you deal with my onboard threats, I should have enough mana to cast Primeval Titan that gets me to the rest of my game. Or you just die to Titan. But it's it's got that like very consistent curve all the way up that that people can just lose to. Yeah. If if your deck stumbles at all. So I feel like this deck's beatable. Um, oh yeah. It, it has the potential to whiff. Uh as a lot of people that have played Summoning Trap have have, have found. I've you know, sometimes you're playing against a summoning trap deck and you're like, well, I know they probably have trap here, but hope you whiff. <laughs> Cause I don't have a lot of outs to anything else. It's a it's a really good deck I'm looking at the list. I say it's it's actually really good, even though my initial impression is I just hate the archetype. But it's because a lot of the keys of a really good deck are a proactive, strong A game, and then you've got multiple avenues to victory. And this thing is attacking you on three fronts, with, uh, but your plan B is just multiple layers of summoning trap and windbreak sides. So you just got... A lot of avenues to victory in this deck. All right, I'll say this. Uh, this is another deck that loses to Volcanic Fallout. It plays seven birds. It plays Noble Hierarch and uh, it plays Lotus Cobra. I mean, uh, more than half of the cards in this deck lose to a Pyroplasm. You can also turn to 4-4 four, four, and out of Valkyrie, so... I mean, it's... Yeah, that's possible, but I'm just saying that... Once again, Volcanic Fallout, well-positioned against a deck like this. Agreed. It can just sweep the legs out from under this kind of acceleration strategy, because it, all it uses is creatures to accelerate. It doesn't have any kind of rampant growth or cultivate type spells. Also, I find Fulminator Mage would probably be pretty good. Right. It's it's pretty easy if you're playing the right kind of deck. If you're playing a deck with Lightning Bolts in it, it's pretty easy to keep them off of activating a, a Windburst Kite. Yeah. You just, you just have to simple. not let them do it. And whether that's disfigure your nest invader or lightning bolt your low, no, noble hierarch, whatever, it's not that hard to beat them. Uh, what else we got? Uh, we got Wargate somewhere. Let's talk about a deck that ramps with with that stuff. You know, uh, Mike Flores loves this deck, Wargate. Like, yeah, he's uh, on his website. He's got he just he's got uh, he put up seven two man cues. I don't know. It was really interesting. I don't know. Uh, we were talking about this earlier, and like Mike Flores, like one of his rules for like the best deck is having an unbeatable draw. What is Wargate's unbeatable? <laughs> I, I have I have no idea. Like it just plays with so many weird janky cards, and it's just like what cards are just like you just can't beat. I guess like I guess we should tell people what this deck is. It's essentially four Valak at the moment Pentacles with zero mountains in it, <laughs> which is just awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you win via Prismatic Omen, and you can Wargate it into play. Uh, or you can, and then once you do that, literally, yeah, once the deck has a prismatic omen in play, you get to untap, or you already have, like, mana link backup or something, hey, they do flip, yeah. And, uh, 
I mean, once you once you have Prismatic Omen play, you can just start playing lands. Yeah, and, and just yeah, like you don't have to escape shift into your win. You can just play lands. I mean, there's there's only one scape shift in the deck. It's not a scape shift deck. It's a war gate deck. That's the big misconception. Well, it's like if you play like if you have a Valakut and four other lands in play, and you play another Valakut, you're doing six damage. Yep. Like so, you don't even need to like combo. It's like just... everything's a mountain. So <laughs> essentially, it's just Bant color control that's searching for its two mana enchantment, and once it has it in play, you're gonna die. So. I think this. Oh, deck, well, I, I think this deck's beatable. It's the, like I don't. Oh, yeah. I I honestly have trouble figuring out sometimes how this deck wins because it's the kind of deck that can just sit around and do nothing. And once you understand that they're probably not going to try to scape shift to kill you, they're right. actually just going to try to get their two mana enchantment in play and kill you. Yep. Once you understand that, because like they don't have any mountains in their deck, the scape shift doesn't count. Unless, like unless right. they have the enchantment in play. Once you understand that they're just this enchantment. And all the rest of their spells do not matter. Yep. How do you lose to this deck? Well, because they play with so much counter backup. Yeah, like they play with four uh, cryptic fans and four mana leaks, and like I don't know, like it seems like it just rolls to a well timed memory side. Yeah, right. <laughs> Who plays that? Nobody. Yeah, um, maybe they but, should. But I'll tell you what. I mean, yeah, that's like I don't know. I don't even know how that deck wins with that memory side or something. Okay, <laughs> like, well, it's the the one that. The, the list we're looking at here that uh, sixth place, the online PTQ, it has the three Leyline of Sanctity in its main deck. So, nice member side. Yeah, there we go. I mean, well, that's to counteract actually something I wanted to touch on is something that's been showing up in a lot of sideboards throughout uh, the metagame. Is it seems like every, anyone who's playing green has three Nature's Claim in their board. Everyone. That's. That's the new popular thing. It's like three to four nature's claim in all of these green lists. It's like the spell pierce. It's like the getcha card. Yeah, and I mean it's it's, like... it's it's actually really good though because there's, I mean like once you overload them with uh, targets and I think that's what this deck did is it overloaded them with the nature's claim targets only that of sanctity the first magic omen and uh, but nature's claim is just really good though because it hits bitter blossom right now it hits uh, the uh, what's it called prismatic omen. <coughs> Uh, it also with that it's a green it's a, card that board sweeps the tranquility huh? at instant speed. The one that came out in like back to nature. Uh, oh, that yeah. This is a format of two mana enchantments. It's Bitter Blossom, Pyromancer's Ascension, and Prismatic Omen. Yeah. So there are three different two mana enchantments that can wreck games. And not to mention, even though B Sale hates it, there's the Tempered Steel deck. There's a Tempered Steel deck. Where I I don't even feel like giving it the time of day. Honestly. Alright, well, it's got to keep getting mentioned because... It's still top 8 PTQs. It's still top 8 PTQs. It's still not winning PTQs. It doesn't matter. It's still around. It's still going to get played. It's still going to get... You're still going to see it in tournaments. You're going to see it, yeah. I hope I see it across the table from me every single time. It's round. like the Argenim armor. Please, of... please, play this deck, everyone. Please, <laughs> does, does that play mean... Tempered Steels. Does that mean we can I beg you on the cast? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, it's... The other the other card that I would like to mention the other card I'd like to mention uh, in the vein of nature's claims is War Priest of Thune. Yeah. Uh, it's value. It's, 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 the, it's this interesting little card that I think kind of slipped through the crack, like slipped under a lot of people's radar. But Magic Online, like it's it spread through Magic Online like wildfire. Now everybody's got it. Nope. Uh, it's main deck in a lot of just places. one. It's just a one on a white grizzly bear. When it comes into play, kills an enchantment. It may kill an enchantment. Yep. So it, it's. You don't even have to kill your own. It's actually a really good out to uh, to the fairies deck. Uh, just being able to get your bitter blossom and then 
be a bear. Yeah. Fairies has trouble killing like a tutu sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like it can actually cause problems. Uh, I I've really enjoyed playing War Priest of Thune. Uh, I guess I'll I'll throw this in there that what I've been testing has been uh, a lot of cryptic command type decks. Right. Um, I've played a lot of blue white and a lot of Sovereigns of Alara. And War Priest of Thune's been an all star on both those decks. Uh, the blue white deck is essentially the same thing as four color control, but it doesn't have the red really. Right. And like uh, black is sort of optional, but once you've cut the red, you don't really need the yeah, black, black either. And so you're just playing essentially the same control game that four color control is, but instead of Cruel Tomatum as your end game, now you have Sun Titan and Worm Coil Engine as your end game. You also have Celestial Colonnade and Jace. So you play a lot of the same cards, but your five-color control matchup gets a little bit better, but you lose a lot of the uh, the wide berth of things you can do in four-color control, so you get worse against the rest of the metagame. Mostly you lose options like Volcanic Fallout right. and Anathomancer. You lose stuff like that. You also lose Great Sable Stag. So there's a lot of sideboard options that get a lot worse when you play blue-white. Um but you you trade that for consistency like it's just like the thing about like white and blue the reason that like there's there's always like a white blue archetype like it's just like it's always you always have really good powerful effects in both of those colors sometimes they're overcosted like and sometimes like you have to build around them but like basically when when they're overcosted it's like the effect is worth it like it's just something huge that like it's just like you have to deal with this or you're gonna die I'm a little bit worried for Blue after this season when it loses Cryptic Command. Blue is leaning on Cryptic Command pretty hard right now. Yeah. If you guys don't remember, uh, the Blue had a real bad season for at least a year, maybe a little bit longer, yeah. where there wasn't really a very good counterspell. If all Blue has to lean on for New Extended is Jason Mana League, I, like, Blue will obviously survive. It's, it's clearly good enough to do it. Right. But uh, Cryptic Command is really good. <laughs> I, I can't stress enough how good Cryptic Command is. It's pretty rockers. Um, I don't know. I uh, sorry. <laughs> what? I totally lost track of my own. <laughs> what did you write down on this paper? Oh, I was jotting down a really horrible deck. Are you brainstorming? I was brainstorming as you guys oh, were jotting. Yeah. Whoa! Is this like Green White Trap? No, it's Bant Trap. It's Bant Trap. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There aren't any blue spells here. There's Jace. Yep. We're we gonna have to have this argument again. No, Jace hides Emrakul. Oh. <laughs> and Knight of the Reliquary goes and gets uh, Windbreaker's Kites nice. and just puts it into play. Sick. And I feel like I'm gonna vomit. Fauna Shaman can go just find stuff. Fauna Shaman is like another out. Okay. Fauna Shaman up Emrakul. Hide it with Jace. Fetch out a Windbreaker's Kite with Knight of the Reliquary. And you know what you win. get? You get Rumps 29th place extended deck. <laughs> That's what you get. All right. Uh, it's been a long time, guys. So new listeners might not uh, know what this is, but our our the seasoned listeners absolutely know what this is. Yep. This is all of our favorite segment. I know, love this from segment. back in the day. Definitely, uh, it is what we have liked. Uh, we have dubbed worst, worst deck, of deck of the week. Dun 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 dun. I mean, okay, you. It, the the rules of this are pretty much that this deck has to have won or at least done well enough to get it itself to put up onto, yeah. a, onto a list area. Basically, it's a list that had to have put up decent results with absolutely no reasoning. And it's just garbage. <laughs> so, like, you just look at this deck, you're like, really? Like, yeah. who did you beat? 
<laughs> Honestly. Um, what if, like, I, I feel bad. What if Rumpf is, like, one of our friends? Uh, <laughs> high five him. More power yeah, to him. high five him. All right, Rumpf, All right, 29. So here's, here's awful deck of the week for uh, Scrubland number 21. All right, lay it on me. All right, uh, we won't even get into the lands. But we will just list off all the spells, which are all creatures. Wait, the, so every I, single one of the, the spells is a creature. Yep, zero spells. Yep, zero spells. All right, all I, spells say creature on it. <laughs> okay, I, I might be, I might still be on board. I'm not off the train yet. Okay, okay. Uh, one anathomancer. All right, just just one. Yeah, okay. Just one. There's all a couple right. one ofs because there are is, we fauna shaman. There is four fauna shamans. Okay, oh. all right, I'm still um, on board. Okay. So we've got a bunch of Birds of Paradise. Okay. One Noble Hierarch, I guess. I don't know. Sometimes you just want to fetch them out <laughs> yeah. to give things exalted. Definitely. I don't know. Well, you need that noble one. Hierarch doesn't tap for an Athamancer, so. <laughs> uh, there is uh, four Bloodbird Elves. I like that card. Okay. Four Fauna Shamans. Four Kitchen Finks. Okay. One Linvala. That's a, that's a card. I like there's three mole drifters. I didn't even see that when I looked at this list at first. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That seems really awesome. Mole drifter in our Fauna Shaman deck? Sure, yeah, why not? I don't understand that. Um, All right. One Hierarch, one Kasali Pride Mage, three Lever. Okay, there's three Revlarks. That's that's why we want mole drifters. Uh, one okay. Shriek Maw. So uh, like okay. Four Tide Hollow Scullers. We why do we have four Tide Hollow Scullers? Because we have to play Thoughtseize, but we can't play Thoughtseize in an all-creature deck. How am I supposed to like? This is a, this is an all creature because you deck. can't cast Thoughtseize with four ancient ziggurats. Uh, <laughs> oh, we have ancient ziggurats. Exactly. How about that? And the reason why every creature, every spell in this deck is a creature is because there are four Vengevines. Uh, yeah, obviously. So um, we don't always triggers. I don't know. I don't. I don't. This deck seems so. Can you imagine it's Blood all Raid? over the place? Can you imagine Bloodbraid into Tide Hollow Skeller? Steal a card, get a Vengevine trigger. <laughs> can, oh, you, can you imagine not having an ancient ziggurat in play and then oh, looking dude. at your like dude he's also <laughs> got exotic orchards oh, and it's five oh, colors so wait, it always wait, casts the how piece. many exotic orchards two that's too too many exotic orchards reflecting, pool. reflecting pools oh yeah reflecting I'm, pool is nuts with ancient ziggurat feeling it wait what else we have uh, there's, a vivid, vivid there's one vivid land. What? <laughs> Wait, I'm playing Reflecting Pool and one... I have Ancient Ziggurat. You have four Ancient Okay, Ziggurat, okay. Right? I'm back on board. Okay. Yeah. Um, so... There's... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm back off the train. Four Guilty Palace? Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, many, you've got Bloodbraids and Fauna Shamans. So eight. So eight triggers? We don't like that. For my must-have turn one land? <laughs> I'm off the train. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm finished. I give so. up. Can't let me off. Um, let, let me off from. I don't know. The, side, the sideboard looks really good. Is it more creatures? Uh, well, there's the machine gun pack. Let me there's guess. Four, there's more creatures. There's four four spark mages, one collar, and one stoneforge mystic. No, nope, I'm off. I'm back. I'm off the train. No, uh, yeah, but that's a spell. The basilisk collar. Uh, I can't trigger my benchline with that. It's like the one whiff. Rump, what are you doing? <laughs> Rump. Well, it's the one whiff, and then you don't even uh, you bring it in against decks that you don't care if you whiff with that. Um, I always want to hit. Yeah. What deck do I not care if I just whiff? Huh? And why do I have Gattatig in my sideboard and Linval in my main deck? Because you don't want them to day of judgment your creature deck. Yeah. Right, so why don't I have that in my main deck and Linval in my sideboard? Who knows? Maybe he was really <laughs> fearful of elves. He just didn't uh, want to face elf ball. 
<laughs> I guess no. You get to beat Necroticus. You beat Necrot. Linvala beat shuts Necroticus. down Necroticus. <laughs> I wish I had the Necroticus nice, list of nice that one's pretty spike. horrible too. <laughs> yeah. Nice quill spike. This is from Linvala, you. By the way, this is from Magic the Gathering Online, where if anyone played the Necroticus deck, I'm probably pretty sure they'd shoot themselves. <laughs> okay, you know that deck top eight on Magic Online. Yeah. Whoa, really? Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not impossible to play. Oh, does does it suck to play that? No, you don't. Like, it's not like Infinite Life or anything. So you actually just have to get your your thing up to like a forty. Like, if it's like a forty forty one, it's really you're actually just able to play. So it's this not, guy... it, it's not that bad. Like once you get become become proficient with clicking through your combo, because I played Project X when it was legal, which was Crypt Champion, Stoppy Eric's daughter, yeah. and uh, Tesa, yeah, or a Soul Warden. So you go infinite on life, you go infinite on damage with a murderous red cap. Yeah. Um, it was really frustrating to, to to click through because it was especially on on old Magic Online where the the client wasn't even updated. So, uh, you could be going through your combo and accidentally crash like the game. Nice. Uh, and <laughs> when you come back, you like you're 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 you haven't lost the game, but you like log yourself off the server because you created too many triggers or whatever. And then when you came back. Uh, you would have lost like five minutes off your clock, yeah. and that was just devastating because you couldn't finish three games. Yeah, and so even though your opponent was like obviously dead, if they wanted to be a, a giant dick about it, they just you know grind the clock. No, yeah, just gonna, just gonna grind your clock out, and you know even though you have all these auto yields set up, when it creates a new creature from your graveyard every time, you can't auto yield. Yeah, and you can't F six, so you like just literally have to click through all this stuff. I was playing on my laptop, so I obviously have the worst like <laughs> video card possible. And yeah, just crashing Magic Online was really bad. Nice uh, Necroticus doesn't really have that issue, mostly because it has Thornling, so it can get Trample and Haste, and uh, you don't have to make it so big. Uh, the one key interaction that I, I guess I didn't realize with Necroticus deck is that they can um, kill their own Devoted Druid and then get the mana uh, when they didn't have access to it before. And that's happened more often than that happens it's, all the time. It's like it's like a kickstart for them sometimes, where they just randomly have an extra couple mana, or they get they get the ability to tap for mana in their graveyard. They're definitely not afraid and of they, to well, lose and they, that and, well, but they didn't have it before, and so I, I wasn't expecting it. I'm like, okay, well, they don't have a devoted druid, so they're not going to be able to go off right. uh, with their fauna shaman triggers to do this. Whoops, yeah, they are. Yep. And I don't know. The Chronicus deck is not a play. It, it's certainly frustrating uh especially when i i'm gonna make my opponent show me that they know how to do it or i don't sometimes they're they're not able to go off all the way and so you're forced into either do i just concede here and move on or do i force them to, to make it happen because like i don't want to be a dick to you right but i don't think you can kill me yet i don't know if that that combo can fizzle happen like once you've got two multiple pieces, I've you... I've watched it fizzle. <laughs> How does it fizzle? Yeah, uh, Grim Poppet can randomly not like they're they're like bad at responding to Grim Poppet. Uh, like so it's so it's a, it's a tech it's a play error. It's yeah, not a it's, combo. Error. Sometimes it's it's like play error type stuff where they just start clicking it bad. Okay. Or they let too many Grim Poppet triggers resolve, or they stack too many on a on a creature that they shouldn't have. Gotcha. And like they stacked too many of them on their Necroticus, and then they weren't able to count all the way down the thing to see how many times they did it, oh. and so it accidentally dies, and that's that's dumb. I'm yeah. so, like I I don't know. Like I feel kind of bad when when my opponent just randomly offs their combo. That, piece. That, that's what I was talking about. Uh, is, is I cannot believe that someone had the uh, 
uh, focus for that long to handle the Necrotic yeah. Ooze deck. No, I mean, more nice. power to the guy that top aided with it, because... Dude, that guy's got to be know. one of the, like, most hardcore... Uh, it's like the Bobby Fischer of... Uh, yeah. I mean, that or, that or his opponents were just nice, and they decided to let him have it and move on to the next game. <laughs> They're like, scoop, he got the combo. Grinders, but okay. I mean, I don't, like, you just... Like it's it's no it's no sweat off my back to just F six your turn and not concede. Right. So it puts you in a pretty bad spot. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say that's part of the reason I played Project X in that in that format was because nobody the the Magic Online metagame was shaping part of the PTQ scene mm -hmm. and Project X was not a part of the PTQ metagame online right. or the the tournament scene because nobody could play it. Right. And so. Nobody was boarding against it, so people would just show up in that decks, and then you could just wreck them because they didn't have any graveyard hate right. for your Project X deck. Right. And whoops, I just accidentally killed you, and you have no chance in game two or three. <laughs> because uh, you, we weren't expect, expecting to see this deck because it's insane, <coughs> insanely hard to play. So, uh, let me see. What are, I've got two other decks I want to talk about briefly. Uh, the first one is uh, a deck that we spoke about last week that I'm actually really happy showed up is because I really like, uh, I, I mean, I like Naya. I like it a lot. Uh, I wasn't really used to uh, seeing it around. Like, Naya's, a, for me, was a fairly new color combination. I hadn't seen it in two standard formats, and then all of a sudden it kind of showed up, and uh but now it's in extended, and it's uh, it's it's basically the Vengevine Naya deck. It's really awesome. Uh, it's got main deck Great Sable Stag. It's got main deck Figure of Destiny, which I don't understand. But everything else kind of fits into pretty much what I thought would port over pretty well. Let's play a Rage Reviews, right? It is not. It is not. No. Um, um, well, then turn oneing a Figure of Destiny just seems good for beatdown. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, they obviously. I'm made really it. surprised they're not running Ranger Vios, though. Right. Uh, I'm not. I don't think that Ranger Vios is very good right now. Uh, he's just really good with Vendron. <laughs> well, he's really good with Figure yeah. Destiny too. Yeah. Well, that's, those guys are friends. That's fair. That's fair. But I really don't feel like uh, that's what this deck is trying to do. It's like it's obviously uh, making Vendrons and retriggering them. But if when you'd just rather Blood Braid off into a dude every time or I, don't know. I actually kind of like this deck. It's really it's it's interesting. It really is. I uh, I really like main deck Sable Stag. Me it, too. It, that guy seems really good right now. I don't like that it's got three fours, but I think that's a concession to uh, the Novarex and Blood. Um, sorry, Birds of Paradise that you have. Uh, just because if I'm going to be playing Figure of Destiny, I want every single one of my lands to be able to tap for what I wanted to. Also, I think Kasali Prime Mage might be a little underrated right now. Pride range definitely like I I feel like the thing is, Warpriest is just better. Warpriest is better in circumstances. I think when you've got that extra mana available to you through your turn one bird or mana producer, then it's the same exact thing. Except this one gets you some extra attack damage. So. I, I like Pride Mage mostly because it's much better in your main deck for starters. Yeah. Like, it, the Exalted Trigger is not not insignificant. It gets a lot of damage in, Absolutely. especially in an aggressive deck like Naya. But on top of that, it it's something that it's it's that insurance plan. It's the it's the seal of cleansing that is also a bear. Absolutely, and that's that's really great. I I really enjoy having that that option. It's a it's it's an amazing card. I like it. I it's just, so weird. He's a, he has it as a four. Yeah, 
That's nuts. Isn't it great? Yeah, I, I, I was talking about that guy last week, I think. I really think he's awesome. But I, like, like I said, I think this could be an ongoing thing. Really, the only reason, like I was saying, that you would play the Pride Mage over the Warpriest is that you've got this extra mana available. Like, uh, I don't think it's too uncommon to go, if, if your opponent shows you a secluded glen, to go after your turn one birds, turn two, Pride Mage, leave mana up. You know I, mean? I don't think you want to do that. I think Warpriest in your main deck sounds completely terrible. Honestly, it really, really does. That thing? Yeah. Warpriest in your main deck just does not sound like a good card to me. So you think that... It's it's dead in too many matchups. There, there are too many matchups where it's not good. Yeah, it's really good against Prismatic Omen. It's really good against Bitter Blossom. Yeah. Pyromancer's Ascension is hardly played. Oh, yeah. And then against a deck like Sovereigns of Alara, or a deck like Jund. What are you talking about? Uh, it's a of Constriction. Kasali uh, Pride Mage blows up Constriction. So War, how, okay, how is Warpriest of Thune going to matter when I've already taken all this damage? Uh, you don't get an annihilated. I would because they're swinging again. They're just getting another one. I would. I would. <laughs> I would rather have the option of of turning off, turning off a conscription when it's already in play because they went to third. Like it, you see where you see where I'm saying. There? Oh yeah. It, like just war priest in your main deck. Just there. There's too many matchups where it's not. Well, good. obviously Kasali's awesome. Like and far better than war priest of Thune. War priest of Thune is just really good when. They're on the play. When they're on the play, they turn to a bitter blossom. You draw a card. Yeah. You turn to a war priest. Yeah, seems good. like you can't. You can't do that with Kasali Prime Mage. No. Well, like I, I really don't understand the argument here. I just like. Are you worried about the mana? Like I'm so. <laughs> the, that mana is like okay. Like okay. This... Let's say you turn to a Kasali Prime Mage. Okay? okay. They they rely on their bitter blossom. So okay. a they're already getting a value for it because they're getting a creature. Okay. And B, they're untapping. So now they can kill Kasali Pride Mage. Nope. No. There's not Kasali Pride Mage says Shroud? Okay, wait, so it's, <laughs> so it's so it's my turn too. I get to resolve Kasali Pride Mage. Right. Okay, now it's your turn too. You play Bitter Blossom. No, I'm saying if they were on the play. They're on the play. Okay. In this scenario. They, okay, they so, resolve Bitter okay, Blossom. Okay, you so, resolve Kasali Pride Alright, so you're on the play. Your turn too, you play Bitter Blossom. Okay. Okay, my turn too, I play Kasali Pride Mage. Okay. Okay. No your, birds. Your turn three, what do you do? Untap and disfigure your Kasali Pride Mage. Okay, you got me. <laughs> how did like how did my War Priest get around that? Because your War Priest destroys Bitter Blossom. Okay, when it comes into play. Okay, for every time that that exact scenario of plays happens with where you get them with the War Priest and they just throw up their hands and want to flip the table because what did this donkey main deck a War Priest? And no, you, I'm and, saying Kasali Pride Mage is better, but I'm and saying and like, like there's situations you where, can't like, do that. There, there's there's like, reasons that people are playing War Priest. Come on, like yeah, no, no, uh, barf. I'm sorry, barf. No barf. No Just barf. Barf. No barf. Ah, no barf. Uh, barf. This is gonna be a freaking rating system on our show now. Barf or no barf? <laughs> okay, like I'm sorry. That's, Double barf. That's no, like, two barfs. It's my reaction. There is barf. I'm so, like. I got blown out by main deck Cloud Thresher in the PTQ, and yeah, you know what I typed into the text box? Barf. Barf! Because, what, main deck Cloud Thresher? You kidding me right now? Barf. Elementals is nuts. That's I, another, that, where's the list for Elementals? That's the worst deck of the week. I think that's pretty much, <laughs> it's have. in the 0 bracket, except it beats me, <laughs> so it's in the 1 2 bracket. Congratulations, oh, no. Elementals. Congratulations. Stop stories. I no, I'm, I wasn't gonna bemoan it, but you no, guys wanted a main deck War Priest to Thune. What am I gonna do? <laughs> All right, uh, do we have any more decks? Yeah, I have are, there one more, deck. are there more sweet decks? Just one. There's more sweet decks, you guys. Just one. Can you believe it? 
One left. Wait, what? what is it? It's mono red. Mono? No. Well, that, that's not, not a real deck. Not okay. something I advocate generally, but we're talking like some pretty hardcore old school, new school combo <laughs> action. Old school, new school, middle school. Combo action. Prep school. Uh, prep school, honestly. Uh, okay, what you've got is, uh, it, it, unfortunately, this, this deck is 13th place, but it's, it's obviously been, that did pretty well. It I mean, 13th made, place out of like 272 people. people. Yeah. 272 people, I think, on that PTQ. And uh, so it's, it's got Ball Lightning's Figure Destiny, Godly Guide, House Thunder, House Park Elemental. And it's also got just the, the best burn sweep from the last two years. Uh, it's got Burst Lightning, <laughs> Javelin, Lightning Bolt, Searing Blaze. Like, a bunch of fours. Everything, Everything in this is deck four. is a four, except for 12 Mountains and yep. three Mana Barbs in the board. Yep. And Everything's a four. Uh, I, lo I love a deck like that. I love printing this deck out and having it be like... Uh, like being able to use size Nine fourteen lines. font, yeah, just you, you know, like oh look, this deck is you know yeah. twelve lines long and it's just a bunch of fours. <laughs> this is what we call consistency. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. It's what you call living off the top. I mean, this deck has a ball lightning in it. I know, right? Are you like really? I mean, your one mana sink is the figure of destiny. Who's gonna? Else? I mean, who's gonna ball lightning? Uh, first lightning. Okay. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> okay, so so interesting things about about a deck like this. It plays twenty four lands. It's got uh, eight fetches and four teetering peaks. Yeah. Now, maybe maybe this is terrible. Maybe it's not. But do you think Smoldering Spires has a place <laughs> in extended mono red? Who, who, who's blocking an extended? There's no wall people of them. that don't. Yeah, there's wall of them. I mean, there's wall of them are all over the place. Very where there are four right. color control, there are blue white control, and four color. Okay, and four colors falling off the, the map, and uh, I'll give you bitter blossom does a lot of blocking too. <laughs> I mean, like, I think Smoldering Spires might be good enough for Extended. Like, especially for a deck that just needs to get its damage through. I understand that a lot of these guys have Trample, but, uh, a Go like, an extra, an extra, <laughs> uh, an extra trigger, uh, or an extra two damage from Goblin Guide seems really good to me. I think, I think Extended is about a turn or two faster than Standard right now, and, uh, I think that that's too many tap lands. You just, do, you, do you really want to give up your Teetering Peaks for that spot? Uh... Essentially, you just had to put it in the spell slot. You have to. I, I'm not necessarily advocating adding Arf. more lands, yeah, but I mean, smoldering spires would end up going in a spell slot. Teetering peaks is already in the spell slot. It, it's, That's true. It's already in the spell slot. So, if you can afford to play the four teetering peaks, I think smoldering spires might be able to get in there. If I if I if I was going to mono red, uh, I think I think the like I I mean four is. Uh, the maximum number of tap lands I want in a mono red deck in standard. I think four and extended is even a little greedy. Okay. Fair enough. I think that you can't afford it. I got one other guy for you. Let's try it. Uh, about uh, Stigma Lasher. Hey, ah, that guy's pretty wanna, good. Do you want a Stigma Lash? You cannot. Pretty sweet. Cannot gain life for the rest of the game. Uh, they actually get an emblem now. Really? They get a they get a no life emblem. Sick. Yeah. Dude, I want that guy from uh That's pretty cool. It sounds like an abortion net. <laughs> no <laughs> life emblem. Boom. <laughs> you can give him a scrub token. You give him a scrub yes. token and just also means no life. Yeah. Oh, Yikes! No. Yikes! So good. My podcast the buddies have beaten my butt. Oh boy. You just have a permanent scrub land emblem now. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Branded on your ass. Oh man. It's right. called a tattoo. I like, stamp. <laughs> I, I like red decks. They're not bad. Uh, I don't know. I just think that there's too many wall of omens right now. 
I hate Red Dead. There's two real archetypes that are playing wall moments, and that I feel like that's too many for that. If you want to live off the top, I feel like that's I feel like that's the life of the Red Mage. It's just living off the top, I guess, and not drawing all your lands. I guess you know what. So I'll tell you what I don't like. No, no, no. Off the top of extended, before we do this, I want you to tell us about the unicorn deck. And all right, what is the unicorn deck? This is this is a special request, man. This is Scotty Mac from the eighteen. Yeah. We, we Scotty Mac from the A-Team specifically said, rumor is DCL has a unicorn deck. Yeah. <laughs> Prove it. Yeah. And, okay. No, I think his specific <laughs> word is, is his words were, uh, uh, produce no. a list or it didn't or happen. Or it never existed. List yeah. or it didn't happen? All yeah. right, Scotty Mac. Uh, these guys have cajoled me into making this happen. Yes. Uh, this list has existed for, I don't know, like, since, since I heard EDH was a thing, I, like... <laughs> how was how can I do this without sounding like a total jerk? No, okay, all right. <laughs> I mean, I'll, 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 they've been listening to the cast for a while now. Uh, some, they know that you're a total jerk. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you may be outing yourself to some new people that just okay. like, tuned in. All but. right, so uh, th- it's it's not just a show. I actually do these things. Yes. Uh, so as soon as I saw EDH like become a format, and they were like, "Here's this, here's this." forum that we set up guys it's got all the rules you should go there and register and we can talk about our fun made up magic format i honestly i went to the page i went to the page i looked at it i was like oh this might be interesting and as i was going through it i went oh my god this is the most ridiculous stupid piece of crap format i've ever heard of (laughs) in my entire life i can't believe anyone would actually want to do this and in order to convince people not to do this and essentially just make fun of them uh, to their faces, I decided to put together my own EDH deck that would only waste their time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the most time-wasteful legend ever okay, is... Okay, so, uh, <laughs> essentially the deck, like, we call it the Unicorn deck, it's, uh, basically Feldegriff and all of his best friends. Uh, it, if, if you, like, are looking at a magic card... It's like, like a Saturday morning yeah. PBS cartoon yeah. gone horribly wrong. You're like, yeah, you're like, got, like, a bull hippo and crash a rhino, those guys are in there. What, what's got, like, the most powerful thing that you can do on a turn one in any given EDH deck? Uh, tar- Obviously, it's play Tarpon. It's tar- yeah. <laughs> Tarpon. No, like, you can, you can Tarpan in this deck, uh, turn two, you can follow it up with, like, a, a Adakar Unicorn. Oh, shit. Um, no, Adakar Unicorn's a three-drop. Uh, oh, no, the one that, the one that... Benevolent Unicorn. There, yeah, there's, no, 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 there's one of them that, uh, that, that taps, but it only, it taps for mana, but you can only use the mana to play yeah, cumulative it's upkeep. Drop. It's a three-drop. Yeah, you can only use it to pay cumulative upkeep. Mm-hmm. So... Well, it's funny because it's, like, add you blue come, or add... One blue. You add blue or one blue, but you can only use it to pay cumulative upkeep. Yeah. And so you combo it with the other Unicorn that's also in there, that has like, cumulative upkeep. Yeah, and he and dies, then, you gain life. Yeah! His, yeah! yeah. And, you know, Feldegrit's in there, he's chilling, he's giving people hippo tokens. <laughs> he's like, uh, like, uh, you, you have not lived until you have lost your Acroma. Like, I'm like, attack with Tarpan. They're like, I have Acroma. Like, attack with Tarpan. And they're like, okay, block. Humble. Humble! <laughs> your Acroma is a zero one. Nice life. Suck it! Suck it, Tarpan killed your Chroma. Um, I don't know, the deck has like two win conditions. Uh, I, I, you, you'll know what they are too, because they're foil. So, yeah, they, I, I mean, I had to pimp it out, right? <laughs> uh, he actually just needed to easily identify his win conditions. Like, so oh, it's yeah, like, I'm supposed to kill people with this. It's like, it's like an Overrun, and a, a, there's an Chroma's Memorial, and there's a Celestial Convergence, 
which basically means it's it basically just says right on the card sit around forever and then whoever has the highest life total after forever wins after forever <laughs> um and then there's there's one more it's um it switches everybody's life total. So basically, I just sit there and let you beat the crap out of me forever, and then I just switch our life totals and attack you back. <laughs> I just switch our life totals, and I swing with, like, a bunch of tutus. And I'm like, hey, my unicorns did it! Yeah! <laughs> unicorns got there! Got there! Uh, it's it's every unicorn in Magic. It's every horse in Magic. It's uh, every hippo in Magic. Your deck actually has Jandor saddlebags and ebony horse in it, right? Yeah, yeah. like it's got ebony horse, <laughs> which isn't even a horse. It's an artifact. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's it's. Uh, it, it's I got, mean, old it's school got, magic was kind of weird. No, it's, it's got undercover like, unicorns. It's got like Stonewood invocation. Oh yeah, and uh, it's got Wishmonger in it. What like, was that horrible? Guys that aren't even unicorns are in there. There's a horrible, horrible card from Homelands. It was seven colorless mana for an artifact creature. It was a four four. Ebony trample. Rhino. It's Ebony Rhino. It's a four five. It's <laughs> a four five for seven. It, it's got trample. And so uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, okay. Like, so I I played this deck like once ever, and people like randomly started coming up to me and they're like, "Hey, do you want these?" And for I swear to God, every time I went to this shop, somebody came up to me with an ebony rhino and gave it to me. They're like, "Hey, I heard you collect these." I'm like, God, like, <laughs> no, sir, I'm not sure. I no, just play with them. No, it was it was mind boggling to me because I'm like, I'm like, guys. I, I I understand that everyone at the store is really nice and you really like this format and you're all like supporting each other and helping each other out, but I'm not collecting ebony rhinos. Yeah. <laughs> well, you are now. As of by the way, the card is haunting me. I could like it, I swear to God, four weeks in a row I got one. What nice. did I? What did I? There's some card that we like picked up and you were like, here, fit this into my deck, and I like I just like I flipped through and it's like number three on top of the stack and I was like, what the fuck is this doing in your deck? <laughs> and he's like. Oh, it's got a horn. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just, you know... It's, I was looking for unicorns, and it's got a horn. Like, uh, no, like, they're, they're like, dude, you have Vorok battle horns in your in your EDH. I'm like, yeah, it makes any guy into a unicorn. Duh. Like, <laughs> duh. <laughs> um, so, Scotty Mac, there you go. That's my deck. Um, no, he wants a list. You gotta, you gotta yeah, type we, it up we're and gonna, send no, it to we're gonna, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna... Guys. I'm gonna post this on Facebook. <laughs> So, it's gonna be a note on Facebook. Okay, I don't, I don't have Facebook, so that's no, okay. Then, no, that's cool. I'll do it for you. He'll steal your deck. You're gonna steal my unicorn deck? I'm gonna put it online. I hold that deck very near and dear to my heart. I didn't know. So wait, 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 wait. What is what is regular Feldegriff do? And what does questing Feldegriff do? Uh, regular Feldegriff will give them a one-one token and give a creature trample. It will give a creature flying and they gain two life, or it will put. It back into your hand and they draw a card. They draw a card, I think. That's and it. then questing Feldergriff is basically all the same versions of that, except the drawbacks are like half. Like they get like a zero one, they get a life, and like they draw a card on the next upkeep or something. Like that. <laughs> it's a bunch of terrible stuff. Okay. But with uh, Star City Games, I got a, I got a bone to pick with you about my questing Feldergriff. I ordered one off of their website, and they sent me a uh, pre-release version of it. And it's in foil, which I was like, sweet. Except uh, during that uh, era of Magic cards, whenever they gave out pre-release cards, they printed them in languages of um, oh, that's la right. la languages that didn't exist for Magic cards. <laughs> so it's in like Greek. And I'm, I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't. I, I remember I, I got the, I got this glory. <laughs> I think it was called Glory. It was like a white, huge drop creature, and it was written in Hebrew. Nice. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this looks really cool because it's all right aligned. Yeah. You know, yeah. so everything's written from the right. And I was yeah. like, 
I don't have any fucking clue what this does. <laughs> oh, man. And I still to this day don't know what a glory does. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, that's the best part about the Greek questing polygraph is that you play it and people are like, what does it do? And then you just have to make it up. <laughs> what does it do? It's yeah. like, it tells you to make me a falafel, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, I don't know. Drink some limoncello, dude. I'm like, let's get it on. Kind of ooze up in this Yeah, like, this guy's your best friend. Let's just do it. Like, Greek I don't people know. hate us. Look at him. He's, uh, look at him. He's having fun. He's having fun. Let's have fun. He's in foil. Celestial, celestial convergence. Let's just hang out for seven turns. Totally. This is not a big deal. Um, all right. I, I, do you really need me to write a list of this up? Really? Nah, nah, nah. Just give me the thing. I'll do it later. Oh, my God. I don't I trust you with this deck. <laughs> it's, I, it's very like, valuable. The, the power. No, I don't trust you with the I don't think you can oh. handle the power. No. There is at least one Ebony Rhino. It, it'll after I sort through probably half of it, I'll just start weeping from the pure awesomeness of this deck. I, it's like the gold case in Pulp Fiction. You oh, just you okay. can't flip through the deck without bursting out into tears. Oh, perfect. Okay. Yeah, it's more so. At least it's not. Soul. At least it's not like the case from Indiana Jones, where when you open it up, your face melts off. <laughs> that was the arc. I don't. Yeah, that was the last. Arc. Okay, I'm not. I'm not gonna go that far. I don't like <laughs> face melting. It's not actually gonna melt your face off. See, maybe that's why I can't put it on Facebook. Oh, I don't. I'm, I'm protecting people's faces. Oh no, bunch of Nazi faces. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna review this beer. I can't finish this beer. It's. It's pretty fucking bad. Uh, this is. Swig it. All right, uh, Cassidy's gonna swing it. It's, it's a blueberry ale from Brew- Blue Point Brewing Company. It's a Long Island microbrew. It's a blueberry ale. Uh, I think blueberry ales are not designed to be enjoyed in the middle of January, but it's not terrible. But it's definitely uh, weak a, as shit. Like a four point six percent by volume beer. It's like a that, Utah beer. <laughs> uh, it, it's. I, I think that they tried to make beer out of blueberries instead of like. Rain, <laughs> they, like, and I'm, like, I'm pretty sure that blueberry. Like, well, I feel bad because they wasted beer and they wasted blueberries. <laughs> I mean, they're two really good things, but they should not go together. It's like I feel like I just ate like a blueberry muffin and tried to drink like, a drink, beer too. Drink Budweiser back yeah, no, like it smells really good. You like, I, w- I would like get an air freshener of like beer of, of blueberry <laughs> beer. That'd be kind of sweet. Officers love it when your car smells. Like, it's not, officer, it smells like blueberry beer. I, exactly. I'm trying to. I had a blueberry uh, no, muffin. You know what? Here, so. You know what? I could probably, I could probably pound this beer and then go get in my vehicle because it, it's weak as hell. It's a 4.6 percent by volume. I don't. I think I'm still under the legal limit by drinking this. Honestly, it's it's more blueberry than it is beer. Well, I mean, it's, I mean she got you a mixed pack. Like they can't all be winners. Long Island Blueberry Ale Company. Your beer sucks. All right, so one out of five blueberries. How many? You get Half like blueberry. You get no like if I did like if I'll give you two blueberries, but I'm gonna step on them first. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So you get two squashed blueberries <laughs> out of five. There you go. Alright, uh, so is that all we're going to talk about today? Is yeah, like, what I think it's pretty much good. You know. Uh, basically, yeah, that was, um, I mean, we got some PTQs coming up. I don't know which ones I can make it to, but. Roanoke. Roanoke, Roanoke. this weekend. Double PTQ. Yeah, alright, here's the deal. It's going down. Here's Let's the deal. do it, Kaz. Uh, I wanted to test this week. Yeah. I haven't tested at all. Yeah. I have no idea what this format looks like. Whose fault is that? What do you mean, whose fault is that? Is it not 2.30 in the morning and you said, hey, you want to test today? I was like, yeah, come over anytime. And I worked all day. Yeah. Hey, whoa, whoa. Man's got a job. Yeah. I, I texted you. Uh, unfortunately, I, I texted going to PTQs doesn't I text, pay my bills. I texted Casby and I was like, 
hey buddy, I got this sweet new deck idea. Call me anytime, and we can we can we can talk about it. It'll be totally sweet. And we and, talked about it. No, you texted me back, and then. I don't even know what happened after oh, that. Oh, God. Lover's we, quarrel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's a splinter twin in the deck, and it has splintered us apart. Oh. And the deck will never exist now. The deck will, they will never even know what we wanted to splinter twin. One of, one of my friends. One of, it was Fulminator it. Mage. Uh, <laughs> remember, remember that email that we got from someone who wanted to make a splinter twin deck? Yeah. yeah that's I, I just had, I read, I had to write him like, this epic thing about like, why creature enchantments are bad. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're going. Splinter Twin is still a creature chip. <laughs> we still we, we did have that conversation on the on the phone. It it yeah, it was it's basically the length of this podcast, and it was just Casby explaining to me why Splinter Twin was not playable. Uh, I like, still think it's fucking sweet. Stop it! Stop, stop it! it. Beach him. That's what the baby. <laughs> what if, like, you put, if you put it on a Fulminator Rage, that's like infinite land destruction. Oh God! Ka pew! Ah! Pew 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 pew! Freaking out right now! Uh, it's not good. Can we play Pustermite in the same deck so we can untap it just once? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, we you're can like, do that. Like two lands. <laughs> yeah, no, like they're like you know you're supposed to put that on the fairy. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. You don't understand. I need to kill both your lands and then attack for two. <laughs> See, the, like you guys don't know the power. <laughs> Split, oh, oh, okay, oh, Splinter oh. Twin, not a legendary enchantment. I'll kill you with this guy next turn. <laughs> What if I just put two Splinter Twins on the same guy? What if I just put two Splinter Twins on the same Fulminator Mage? Uh, it doesn't work. Don't think that way. It only makes one dude. Because There's it gives them two separate instances yeah. of tap to do the stuff. Exactly. Thank you, Casby. I forget the listeners can't see my face. Damn. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. I was, it, was gonna, it was playing here in the room. Sorry, guys. <laughs> just type O underscore O, and that was decent. <laughs> there you go. All right, so I think that'll do it for us for this week. Uh, Dasher. If you want to contact us, scrublandpodcast at gmail.com or scrublandpodcast on Facebook. Come to the Roanoke Double PTQ Weekend. I'll be there. My my co-hosts won't because they hate I don't PTQing. know. I have the weekend off. I might go and just... They don't like magic cards. Twiddle my thumbs. <laughs> I'll be uh, PTQing after this week. It's cold in the mountains by yourself. It's true. Oh, gosh. You better find a gay cowboy I wish, with you. I wish one of my co-hosts would come and... Like provide body heat, we could snuggle at night in my car. I'm not a gay cowboy. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, I'll be Hall and you can be the one that's not the one who died. Yeah. <laughs> you can be the guy who dies. Thanks. <laughs> oh, all right, guys. Uh, is that it? Are yeah, we done? Can we finally be done? I think yeah, we can done. end it on Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> oh yeah, let's go up to Brokeback Mountain. Let's do it. <laughs>